What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Geekiverse's brand new show. It's been a long time since we've introduced a new show. Super, super, super excited for it for a number of reasons. But welcome to PlusCast, so the Geekiverse's new Disney Plus-based podcast slash web show. Uh, we're filming live and streaming live at Dave and Adams today, just off of Transit Road in Clarence. Uh, there's still a few hours left. We've had a wonderful day so far. We all just had Lloyd for lunch, so we're... It's a good day. We might be in a little bit of a food coma, but we'll get through this. Uh, regardless, uh, comic Halloween comic book day, come get some free comics for the kids. Bring the kids dressed up. Dress up yourself. Uh, also, if you like anything sports-related at all, there's an incredible warehouse of merchandise here. So come pick some up. Also, the Geekiverse has uh, shirts. We've got a show special, one for 10 or two for 15 Lastly, join us in our Facebook live chat. We'd love to hear your comments. First of all, I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today from Geek Scott Game, John Fick. Thanks for having me. And also formerly of Girls Who Geek. Oh. <laughs> Shamefully. Amanda <laughs> Wilmer Limpert. Amanda, it's been so long since we podcasted. It's been a hot minute. Let's I'm, see if I know how to do this. I think you're off to a good start. Thanks. I'm really excited to podcast with Amanda. Uh, we've been friends since we were little kids, so this is... Uh, this is a little bit nostalgic in a way. Not that we podcasted, but we always talked about stuff like this anyway. Debated. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't get me started <laughs> on debates. So, PlusCast. Um, let's start here. Disney Plus. First feelings on it. Are, like, what, gauge your, your level of excitement here. What, what's going on? What, what thoughts are going through your head? I'll, I'll start with John. I can't wait, man. I'm thinking about taking off work to just binge some Disney Plus when it comes out. Let's hope it's not like The Last of Us. If it gets delayed, I don't. Okay. I don't think that'll be a problem. No, I don't think so. I think that we can expect this to hit November twelfth uh, yeah. when when they promise. Um, yeah, man. I mean, this first of all, the price point's the biggest thing. Seven ninety nine a month, or is that the? Is it six ninety nine or seven ninety nine a month? Six ninety nine. Yeah, seven bucks a month. I mean, that's just silly. They're they're undercutting their their biggest competition, Netflix. They've got a spot on my TV for sure. Um, I can't wait. The the content's there. The the price is there. It's what what else you want? Amanda, what are you, what are your thoughts on this? Um, interestingly enough, I wasn't as thrilled about it when I first heard about it as people expected because I am a Disney fanatic. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily necessary because you could watch a majority of the Disney library on Hulu and Netflix and all of that. However, with things like the original content and Disney Channel original movies coming back and some things that may have been trapped inside the infamous Disney vaults, now being released, um, I am getting more excited the closer we're getting to November. They're opening the vault for sure for yeah. a lot of things here. And to touch on one of those things, I think what's most exciting for me is that all the stuff is finally in one spot. I don't have to hop between Hulu and Netflix and everything like that. There's going to be a little of that until all the contracts kind of fizzle out. We'll talk about more about that later. Um, but having everything Disney in one spot is pretty, pretty huge for me. So... Again, uh, if you're just joining us on the, the live stream, we are streaming from Dave and Adams uh, in Western New York. We'd love to see you in the chat or in person. Come say hello. So what is PlusCast? Uh, essentially, we're going to be covering everything Disney+. Plus. There's a lot of content, a lot of content, and a lot of original content that's going to be coming over the weeks, months, and years that we know about now. I can only imagine, you know, over, over time how this actually takes off. But... Uh, we're going to be doing recommendations, previews, anything news, and occasional partial reviews. So this is going to be in podcast form as well as video form. You'll see this right on our YouTube uh, on a monthly basis. So what is Disney Plus? 
Odds are you know what it is. But in short, it's Disney's brand new streaming service that aims to compete with Netflix and Hulu. Hulu, by the way, now owned by Disney Completely. also. 100%. So uh, it will feature past and exclusive new content from Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, and, of course, Disney Studios. National so, Geographic as well. National Geographic as well. Um, so it arrives November 12th in North America and November 19th in Australia and New Zealand specifically. <clears throat> we talked about the cost. So, John, if you want to take this bullet point, in, in terms of cost, $7 a month. Yeah, I mean, stacks up fairly. It's fairly it, well. So everyone, when they were rumoring Disney Plus, and we heard that it's going to be like the entire vault plus original content. Obviously, your Star Wars, your Marvel, and all your classic Disney stuff. I remember listening to other podcasts, pop culture podcasts, and hearing people say, "I wouldn't be surprised if this was twenty dollars a month." That like we right. were, we were really kind of getting our heads like our we, we were getting our expectations set for like, okay, how far can a big company push? pricing on a streaming service and we were all kind of ready for it at least that's where i was at that's where a lot of people on twitter were at seven bucks a month is insane i was guessing it would be no less than 15 15 and yeah, i would because that's kind of other streaming services they yeah. start at kind of like a lower rate but yes let's be honest you're paying the 12 13 dollars a month versus five or six exactly so in premium kind of packaging here for sure I mean, it's it's not ad supported. It's seven bucks a month. It's not it's not the lower version. You still get the the how many screens can you have? You can have how many four four screens at a time. Simultaneously four. And that's four K as well. I mean, so I, on my Netflix account, I have a four K TV, so I have to pay fifteen bucks a month to be able to watch four K. And I mean, half the population is paying what eight bucks, nine bucks a month for the regular version. Yeah. I have to up I have an upcharge just to get the better quality. Disney Plus isn't doing that. Um, so I, I think that's their. I think that was their biggest bullet point when they were coming at this was to undercut the competition, which is clearly Netflix. You come back. So, I'm excited about it. I think that um, price is crazy. Let me ask you this: <clears throat> obviously, everything's streaming nowadays. Uh, there's so many streaming services, not just like Netflix and Hulu, but even like specific channels are, are doing this now. Yes, all access. Yeah, ESPN has their ESPN Now or whatever. Does uh, this um, does this eliminate any streaming from your life, or or like what what's the thought here on budgeting? It's cheap. For so me, you don't have to worry about it too I don't, much. I don't think so. I, so I'm, I'm, I assume I'm not the only person at this table who shares subscriptions with people. What? We what all, are you talking we about? We password share, and I think that they're kind of like totally cool with that with how many screens you're allowed Straight to have on this up, thing. Straight up, we're sharing Disney Tons. Plus between my household and my, my parents' household. Exactly. So like They let you. They Four simultaneous streams. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I pay for Netflix. Uh, I My fiance's sister plays, pays for Hulu and HBO. So we all have like our own things. I only really pay for one subscription anyway, so Disney Plus definitely adding it on, not cutting anything else out, not for not now at least. Yeah, and like I don't, we don't have cable or satellite in my house. We have Netflix, we have Hulu, and that's that's what we watch. So it's kind of like, well, we're not paying ninety dollars a month for you know TV, so this is also kind of within the budget. And like, if you are a Disney person, um, you've had multiple chances to get a cheaper price. Um, yeah. If you're a member of D23, the mm -hmm. fan club, um, and I don't know if it was just if you were a fan or part of the fan club, or if you were at D23 Expo this year, but you could have signed up and you were given the chance to be a founding member. Um, I did that. And yeah. I, I was did not. You? So you were at, not at D23. It was one of those kind of like life hack articles. And long story short. If you paid for three years, there was a significant discount. It was one like, year yes. free. It was, 30, it was 33% off. You got one okay. year yeah. free. So you basically... basically and again, I split yeah. it with my Less sister. Less than $4 a month is what yeah. you're... And, and so I know I'm going to have it, especially with nothing else other than the Star Wars and Marvel content. Because yeah. let's face it, that's yeah. what I like. 
So I'm gonna Sam. I didn't see this bullet point, but this is a pretty big story. If you have Verizon Wireless and you have an unlimited data plan, you have a year free. Yep. Verizon customers, if you either have an unlimited data plan currently or are you are switching to Verizon Files Home within like the short window, you get a year of Disney Plus free. That's nuts. Yeah, they're they're hooking people early. So here. I don't even have to pay for it for a year. Back to that pricing. I, I have Verizon. I'm I'm not going to pay for it for a year. Um, I've read definitive like. People have asked on the, the forums and the subreddits, does that free year, if you have Verizon, stack with your deal? It does. So if you have Verizon, you're four years for the price of two. I love it. I didn't know that it stacked. It does stack. It does. Wow. Okay, good to know. Yep. <laughs> um, Crazy. I just heard about that this past week uh, with Verizon, and I, I thought that was amazing because yeah. a lot of people either have the phone service unlimited or they have the Fios if uh, if it's available in your area. It's, it's a but, huge partnership. I mean, I can't think of another streaming service that has done something like that, no. especially at launch. Like, Such this attractive is a brand new content, product. too. Yes. For, I mean, for a number of reasons, it, there's something for everybody, I feel like. Um, and I'm kind of the same as Amanda. Like, Since Lauren and I have been married, we have not had cable, anything like that. We've never found a reason to. No. Um, but last year, we... And this, I need to write an article on this because I've led so many people to it, and I need to start making commission on it. But Fubo, yeah. F-U-B-O, um, I, that's a subscription service, and it's kind of like cable DVR, and they have MSG. So for me, I like Buffalo Sabres games. I was just going to ask, how do you watch Sabres games? If you that's like how I do it. Uh, but, okay. you know, a, a tale for another time. So how to watch it? Really no shortage of options. Eventually, it's going to come to just about everything. But off the bat, confirmed devices are Roku boxes, sticks, and TVs. Apple products, so your iPhone, your iPad, your Apple TV. Uh, your phones and TVs running on Android as well as Chromecast. The uh, Xbox One and PS4. I love that right out of the gate. Yeah, that's cool. You know, just one more option uh, for accessibility. And as I mentioned, plans to roll out to all major streaming devices. Yeah, so is it not on the Amazon Fire stuff at launch? I don't there think is. A, I don't know if this was a leak or a fabricated picture. There is an image of one uh, or of uh, a Fire Stick running this okay. in like a, a promo package, but it has not been confirmed yet. But I mean... It's got to be a matter of time if it's not. Well, For sure. and I think this is so smart that they're playing nice with so many different services and different ways to watch because I do think going in, they know they're competing with, well, I mean, Hulu, they own it now, so they're not competing with that. But Netflix, Netflix is probably the biggest streaming service out there, and so they're majorly competing with this and removing all of their content eventually from yeah. Netflix. So if you want people to buy into what you're selling... Um, and convince them that not only do they need this, but, oh, it'll work nicely with everything you already have. It's very smart on their part. They're, they are in the business of making money, and they're very good at it. They are. I've always said Disney uh, sells a feeling, and they do it well. They do um, it great. So the other thing to mention, in term, we're talking about pricing and bundles here. So Netflix now starts at $8.99 a month. Still a great value. Um, as time goes on, we'll see what that looks like. But as long as they are pumping out IPs such as Stranger Things, for example, things of that nature, Netflix isn't going anywhere. Um, Apple TV Plus, which I feel like is a little bit relative light on content, but I don't know enough about it, is 5 bucks a month. See, I think Apple TV Plus is a, a very different approach to this. Um, from what I know about Apple TV Plus, they are not offering a back catalog of things that already exist. They are pitching this as, this is just original content. Apple TV Plus, they, they've gotten people like Steven Spielberg, they've got 
like big, big ticket actors like Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, they're they're really trying to pump like the most quality they possibly can into a streaming service. Every trailer, Jason Momoa is in that one called C. They, so they're getting like Hollywood A-list actors. They're getting incredible directors, and they are just producing original content. They're not aiming to be your cable replacement. They're aiming to be like an awesome form of an awesome revenue, not revenue avenue of good content. Um, the other thing. I wanted to mention that just real quick when we're talking about competitors, Hulu's not kind of a competitor anymore because Disney owns them. Uh, you can get Disney Plus, Hulu Plus, and ESPN Plus, thirteen dollars a month bundled. Oh wow! I didn't know. I didn't know that Hulu was. That's part, what Hulu my husband that. and I have been waiting for. Because that's cool. He's the sports guy, so he's like, <laughs> "Well, if we get ESPN yeah. and we already have Hulu, and then you get Disney Plus." So we've been sitting on actually purchasing yeah. it, even though we've had. Disney Visa cardholder offers and the D23 offer, we yeah. haven't done it. We're hoping for something good to come along. The only thing I, yeah. that is a no little shortage. bit of a bummer about that is that you can't get the ad-free version of Hulu if you do that. You have to get the ad version. There's oh. no way to like subsidize it and like pay a little bit more to get So that's a yeah. little bit of a bummer, but still a great deal. I hear you get there. Ads. And uh, this is kind of interesting as we move a, a little bit towards the, the content side of, of Disney Plus here. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in, thank you so much. Uh, this is Pluscast Geekiverse's brand new Disney Plus theme show. Uh, content release style for Disney Plus. I am a, actually a big fan of this. I, I think I'm in the minority based on people I've talked to. Uh, but episodic seasons. So let's say they release a, a season of a TV show. They are going to be releasing them Episode by episode, so weekly. sometimes weekly. They'll it'll be different for different series, but for the most part, weekly, as opposed to something like Netflix or Hulu, where they release pretty much if it's their own content all at once. Yep. Uh, so you can binge watch it, which you did for Stranger Things. Oh, of course. I solidly did that for Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> so you got up quite early, by the way. Four a.m. Yes. Got to I mean, do it before the barbecue. <laughs> There's no better time. So, in this case, for example. The first original bit of content is The Mandalorian. Yes. Right? For Star Wars here. That's going to be weekly. For me, this works wonderfully. I feel like when I have to binge a TV show, I say have to, <laughs> uh, that I, it's almost to an extent like I have homework. Or like when I get behind and my friends are talking about it or people in Geekiverse are talking about it, I can't keep up and then I'm like, oh, what's the point? Yeah, and and it's, you it's a problem with me, but guess what? I've also got a little one at home and a, you know, a 9 to 5, so that it sure. all kind of factors in. Not to mention, we have the video game side of things here at the Geekiverse that we try to keep afloat. So For sure. I think even like avoiding spoilers can be a problem, too. Like it you, can be. So I, I, I'm, to I'm not torn, but I don't care. It's a big deal to some people. To some people, for sure. For me, however you decide to kind of get your content out there, I'm on board. I almost feel like some of these shows are like made with the the distribution in mind like I, there are certain Netflix shows that I can tell are made because they know that they're all going to be coming out at once where they may not have made some certain decisions if they were coming out weekly because that episode 3 may have been horrible if it was the only one you got all week but if you can watch another one right after it's more serviceable so I think like the medium is actually important in terms of how this stuff is made so if it's made with weekly or monthly in mind then that's the way it's going to be because that's the way they want to make it Interesting. And like my only concern is I always I always compare for me Stranger Things versus Game of Thrones. Um, two great shows, give or take the last season. Um, Game of Thrones really suffered in season six with leaks. Episodes would come out days if not a week early. 
And that was a huge problem, whereas Netflix, they don't have to worry about that. They don't have to worry about anything leaking, anything getting spoiled, because they release everything at the same time. If you're going to binge it, you're going to see it all. If you're not, that's your own prerogative, that's your choice, but they don't have the risk of someone leaking. That's fair. And I do think a show such as The Mandalorian, anything connected to Star Wars, and honestly, even the Marvel shows, there is that very high risk Mm -hmm. that things could get leaked. Um, so that's just a gamble with coming out weekly or bi-weekly versus all at once. I wonder if they even factor that in in their their strategy. Like, I wonder if that's a thought. I think it is. I think with any it kind of big be. content, they have to worry about that. Even when you're, like, making a movie, how secretive they get about casting and, like, where they're filming and stuff like that. I think Disney's very leak conscious, but definitely a valid concern. Especially that stuff's already filmed and in the pipeline. I think that's more likely to leak than something like a film. Like, pl- plot-wise, at least. Like, Star Wars in particular... Has done a really, oh, very nice. There's Pete heard the Grumpy Geek walking by. He just bought a comic book from Stephanie Phillips. Nice. Um, you can come get one yourself. So, in terms of the strategy here, I feel or uh, with Star Wars specifically, I feel like they've done a good job in not leaking stuff. Like they've kept a tight lid on stuff, and that's probably one of the most sought after properties to find a leak for. Um, and for the most part, I think they've done good with Marvel too. But I think more than anything, the strategy here is. If they, this this service is just starting, so in releasing the Mandalorian, if they do it all up front, and people binge it day one or day two, what are you doing for the next few months while you wait for the sure. next series to come out? This way, it's con- it's a controlled way of keeping people coming back. Yeah, and guess what? Now people care about the Mandalorian. You have to do at least two months of Disney Plus for sure. There there is something to be said about those tentpole moments. It's nice to own every Sunday or whatever day it's going to come out. You know, like Game of Thrones when that when that final season was on. Any of the last five seasons of Game of Thrones, they owned every Sunday. So that's you know. Whereas Stranger Things, they owned what maybe a week. Where a that day. Was like a day for most people. <laughs> but like social media buzz was, I would Before say. Before breakfast for Amanda. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a solid week, Stranger Things owned social media, whereas Game of Thrones got to do that every Sunday for six Sundays or ten Sundays, depending on what season we're talking about. Um, I So, I mean, long story short, I'm a fan of it. I, I mean, to, from a viewer's perspective, does it deter you or is it a turn off at all that they're doing episodic weekly releases as opposed to the binge? No, it doesn't turn me off at all. Um, I enjoy being able to binge, but there is something about knowing, you know, oh, it's Sunday, it's on, you know, you can get together with your friends. Like, that's what we did when Game of Thrones was on. We would have viewing parties every week, and it was a nice excuse to get together with friends. It's an event, you know? It is. Um, So, kind of, um, you know, similar um, to John, I'm not mad either way. I'll take it either way because I'm so looking forward to it Yeah. Um, that if you're going to sit and binge the whole thing, great. And if I have to wait a couple months to see what happens, the anticipation is killing me. <laughs> the other nice thing is, too, it kind of gives you the choice, minus the whole spoilers thing, whereas if you, you don't watch it as it comes out, you can binge a few at a time So because they'll, they'll have the backlog episodes yeah. as it goes. I'm doing that right now with uh, American Horror Story. I watched the first one and I'm like, oh, I like this. I'm just going to let a few go. And I think I have like I've only watched the first episode. I think it's on maybe five, so I've got. Three I think we're on there. six now. Six, so yeah, I've got we're four sitting there for me. <laughs> Hasn't been spoiled for me yet, but it's not. Star There's Wars. nothing really to spoil. But Fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so real quick plug here. Uh, we've had our, our merch here today, which you can choose from over twenty designs. Uh, we've got John with his boy, his God of War inspired PlayStation Four shirt. 
boy. Thank you. <laughs> and Amanda's got her straight out of Arkham shirts. Uh, who doesn't love that? We've it's seen, very popular. We've seen uh, Harley Quinn running around here. I've got our brand new shirt on as well. I don't know if you can see that on the stream. Boom. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> uh, that will be available in the store shortly. Keep Common Geek on, of course. Uh, but uh, show special, one for 10 or two for 15. However, if you are not able to come in today, we have all of these designs available at thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com. As I mentioned, over 20 designs. We'd appreciate it. It goes a long way for us. And no better way to show off your love of Marvel, Star Wars, The Office, Harry Potter, all of it. Uh, it's right here for you. So, moving on. What are we moving on? Specs? Features and specs, yeah. Okay. So that's one that really gets me excited. I, am a, I love the highest quality I can possibly this get. This is why I included this section. I appreciate this that. This is for you. I, really <laughs> I knew it wasn't for me. <laughs> it's for me, man. After this, I'm like, I, what is that? I, there are shows in my backlog that I really should be watching, but I'm passing on because they're on HBO now and they're not in 4K. I, I'm I, not I, that's, I don't blame you. That's really me, man. I'm supposed ah. to be like get, catching up on Silicon Valley because me and my buddy used to love it, but I am all about the highest fidelity. 4K, Hi, specifically Hi. HDR and Dolby Vision are very important to me. I have like a very nice television. I want to watch things the way, I, the, the best possible way. So the fact that day one we're going to have 4K Ultra HD, we're going to have HDR10, Dolby Atmos, and I believe Dolby Vision as well, huge for me. So Probably just for me. How about in, I, uh, this is going to sound funny, for maybe more layman's terms, for. For, for me. Yeah. And no, honestly, a little bit for me as well. Like I, Dolby Atmos, a little, little bit of experience. Dolby with, Atmos doesn't affect me personally. I don't have an Atmos sound system. Um, Dolby Atmos is basically just digital surround sound. So like they, they, they aim to be able to get sound like 360 sound. All you, they, they bounce it off the ceiling. They get it around the room. They do a really good job with it. I've got a buddy who has a nice Dolby Atmos system. It's incredible. I'm not a sound guy. I'm a, I'm a visual guy. So like fidelity for me really matters when it comes to 4K Ultra HD. Um, that's kind of straightforward. That's just higher resolution. That's just going from 1080p, 720p up to... 4K, just more crisp, more detail. Um, HDR and Dolby Vision are more important for me. That's color. So HDR10 is so HDR is high dynamic range, uh, very similar to what you see in photography. It's just contrast. So dark blacks, very very bright colors. Um, HDR10 versus Dolby Vision is just a different spectrum. So basically, Dolby, Vis Dolby Vision just does a better job than HDR10. HDR10 is beautiful as well, but Dolby Vision is just a broader range. It can get from the most extreme to the most extreme, just a higher range than HDR10. So just better colors for the most part. Um, you really notice it if, you, if you've had it before. See, this is part of the reason that I have John around, again, is that it gets me excited for stuff, you know, whether it's like that next game, that next Star Wars. The the technology we're talking about. Love I always it. appreciate his passion towards it. For sure. Uh, and expertise. So, additionally, we mentioned, uh, in terms of streaming past the 4K Ultra AD, you can have up to four simultaneous streams. And I put a bunch of exclamation points after it, because I think that's kind of crazy. That's huge. I did not expect that. I expected two tops. Yeah, four's a lot, especially at that price, especially not having a like a, a higher tier version where you have to pay more to get more screens. That's, that's huge. There's no way this price stays this way. How, how long do we think this price stays where it is? The, I'd give it maybe two years. I think two years is right. Exactly what I was going to say. It gets you hooked in. You're obsessed with season one and two of The Mandalorian, and you have to see what happens in season three. Yes. Oh, but it went up to $12 a month. I think knowing Disney, though, they will, in a roundabout way, try to give justification. Like, they're going to add something. They're going to they're gonna make the service better in some kind of way in, in terms to, oh, yeah. you know, to, to try to justify the, the price hike, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, so you can have seven profiles, so basically, that's not as big of a necessity to me. 
but titles can be downloaded to a device for offline streaming. Yes. The only limitation is the storage amount of the device you're downloading to. Now, there, there was a story that I read very briefly that if a piece of content leaves Disney Plus and you have it downloaded, they're not going to do any kind of trickery to try to get it from you. You can still, you can still use it as long as you download it. I love it. Yeah. Um, and you can download on up to 10 mobile devices. Uh, there's so in our kind of outline here, we've got everything available on day one. If, if you know, I'm not expecting you guys to take a look at this link, but we'll look at it later. I tried to kind of sum up and, and even just give a, a maybe like three, four examples of each, whether it was their live action or their Disney Channel movies. There's so much content coming. I think so, it's over 600 things on just day one. It's crazy. There, there is a clip video that someone pieced together. Very, very brief clips of, of everything, and it takes three hours to watch. That's nuts. So, I mean, you're getting a lot of, lot of value with, with Disney Plus right out of the box, let alone what's coming uh, down the line. So day one, what can we watch? Not, Mandal- not all the Mandalorian, like we mentioned. They're going to roll that out for old content. So stuff that already exists. Let's start with Star Wars. Every live action movie except for Last Jedi and Solo. That's just due to um, uh, licensing and distribution with Netflix, yes. I believe. Now I'm going to jump in there. Um, there is also, those are going to be leaving Netflix eventually. Same with a couple of Marvel movies. But in a few years, they do have to leave Disney Plus and go back to Netflix. There is a weird stipulation in if there. 2026 or something, yeah, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so there, that, there, that is... Um, sort of an issue with a company like Disney who has made so many deals to get their stuff out there. Now that they're trying to do their own distribution with Disney Plus, a lot of those deals are out there in the future like that. So things like, I think, Solo, Episode uh, episode 8, and then the, the the Marvel movies that are currently on Netflix, I think like Thor Ragnarok, uh, Infinity War, Black Panther, that stuff will come off of Netflix onto Disney Plus, but then vice versa in a couple of years. So yeah. something to look out for. Um, sorry, Seth and Nate of the Memory Machine were just yelling obscenities as they walked by. Oh, Oh, hey, we got a oh, there he is. Hi, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> bye. All right, so Later, guys. I, there was, there's, like you said, there's a lot of uh, weird distribution agreements it's out the there fine right print now. Exactly. Yeah. So a few things like that we'll have to deal with in the future. Hopefully, in 2026, you don't want to watch Thor Ragnarok that badly. But I content will. coming out. Uh, so, for example, Rise of Skywalker is just going to be here. Yes. Like, they don't have to worry about it going anywhere else at now, this point. this I don't know. This is a question that you guys don't, might not know either. Is there going to be a window before it's there? Are they going to do, like, a only available to purchase for a little while, then it's on our service? I thought I heard that there is. I would assume yes. that there would be. Got it. Yeah. To my knowledge, there is. I don't know how long that window is, but... Um, what movie? I don't know if it was... Sp- it might have been Rise of Skywalker. Like they said, next summer. Got it. The Blu-rays, if, if the movie comes out in December for Star Wars, they come out in April, like so first week of April. So there's like a two, three-month window. I wonder if you're going to be able to purchase them through Disney+, Plus, like you can through like Amazon or Apple TV. If they're smart, I That'd think they would, because a lot of people aren't buying DVD and Blu-ray anymore. No, they're doing the digital downloads. Digital, yeah, I'm all digital. Yeah, so if there's an option, instead of just watching it, yeah. or do you want to download it, like, for sure. yeah, like you said, Amazon Prime. Yep. Like you can buy the movie if you want for yeah. three ninety. Like a quick disclaimer, like, hey, this is going to be available with your Disney Plus subscription in three months or so. Give us a date, but you can buy it right now for nineteen ninety nine if you want to watch it and own it. You, yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I wonder. Um, that's that's speculation. That's probably not happening. We're just kind of that's kind of like a pipe dream. <laughs> all of uh, day one, all of the Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, and Resistance, uh, just the one season so far, will be on the streaming service. Uh, in terms of Marvel, just seven of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. But including Captain Marvel, most notably, 
will be on the, the service. The rest are delayed due, again, to the streaming and distribution rights with Netflix. Um, lots of content on the way. Obviously, we're harping a little bit on Star Wars and Marvel because for the most part, you know, it's what I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Star Wars content on the way. We know Mandalorian Day 1, week re- uh, weekly releases. It's going to take place five years after Return of the Jedi. So I'm happy as we wind down on the Skywalker saga, we're going to start filling in the blanks between episodes six and seven here. Did I see that the first two episodes will be available at launch, or did I dream that? What's that? Did I, I thought I saw that the first two episodes of The, of the Mandalorian are, are going to be available at launch. I may have dreamt that. Uh, I don't know that, actually. Well, look it up. But uh, So man, The Mandalorian, I, I love the cast that they've got for this. Do you guys think the production value is kind of insane? It looks nuts. It looks like a movie. It looks like a movie. It's Man. insane. Watching the trailer, I'm more hyped about that than probably any movie trailer I saw this year because it was just so well done. I'm big, uh, big Pedro Pascal guy. I, uh, I like everything I've seen from it so far. The premise is exciting. As a Star Wars fan, obviously, I love it. Uh, fun story, too. Like, did you guys see like some of the extras they use for Stormtroopers? Perchance, mm-hmm. I haven't seen much about that. No. So they were. I don't know why or what happened or if the schedule got changed around, but they needed stormtroopers and they needed them fast. So they needed people with stormtrooper outfits. So they got the five hundred first legion to come in and actually. That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, act in uh, at least one sequence in one of the episodes. That's cool. cool. So I know five hundred first legion. If you don't know, one of the biggest Star Wars fan clubs in the world, uh, and they got to be in Star Wars. Cool. I want to throw a quick disclaimer. I was wrong about that. The first two episodes are not available at launch. November, okay. November 12th is the first episode. November 15th is the second. That must so that's have been good. So you're getting them within three days, though. So it's not a weekly right? thing. Looks oh, like, yeah. It looks like it's weekly after. The oh, got it. Yeah, so 12th, 15th, and everything else is weekly. So weird. Why, I don't know why they're doing that that quickly. but That's so just wacky. John Favreau is, is at the helm of everything that's going on here. Uh, additionally, already working on season two. Awesome. So uh, we know that's coming as well. It's nice to have a, a service like this where they don't have to worry about green lighting things. They just do it because they own everything. Yeah. It's great. And Lord knows they have the money for it. Oh, so. God, yeah. This thing could flop and they can make 12 seasons. Yeah. I, uh, I like John Favreau a lot. I'm, I'm happy he's here. Um, I'm happy also uh, Taiko Atisi is getting his hands in this a little bit. For sure. <laughs> um, he's he's going to be all over it. So... Also, we're getting a Rogue One prequel series. I think this is going to be very popular. Uh, we don't have a total ETA on this, but uh, Cassian Andor and K2SO. Uh, we don't know a number of episodes. We don't know much other than uh, Diego Luna will be reprising his role as Cassian uh, and Alan Tudyk as K2SO. Uh, I think we this came up before. Like, I love K2. I was trying not, not to yes. talk about I don't I like K2. You were talking about Do you not like him? He's my favorite droid. Me too. Oh, God. I don't want to get into it today. Listen, I need, so, I need these little Star Wars agreements because it doesn't happen uh. often with me. So for a man hey, to say that. I agreed you, <laughs> agree with you on a big one. Uh, a yeah, very yeah, big one. Yeah. You know what? I stand corrected. That's a, time, a topic for another we'll, time. We'll, we'll tease that. We have a very, very big uh, yeah, common so opinion on, on we, Star Wars. And you'll see some, eventually. Some Star Wars coverage coming up. It may shock you. Yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, K2, I don't know why. It just like it just didn't do it for me. I didn't hate it. It just I just it didn't click the way that it did for everybody else, which is cool. It's fine. Not, not a big deal. It didn't make sure. me hate Rogue One. Do you know who I, I don't like in terms of droids? Who's that? L3 from Solo. Okay. Well, I yeah. mean, that's so forgettable that I can't even remember. Who, who okay, good. Is. See? 
take it, Del Reed and Jeremy oh, White. Yeah. I mean, I like Solo a lot. I'm on Jeremy White's side. You. I uh, like Solo. I told. I even said I loved it. Ugh, we can't go down this rabbit this hole. Is, move on. Uh, moving on. Please. Moving anyway. On. All right. All right. I have some news that you'll all love. Okay. Okay. This will get us all on the same page. <laughs> I'm so excited. If it doesn't, so I quit. <laughs> uh, Obi, we're getting the Obi Wan Kenobi Finally. series. Um, so you and McGregor, probably one of the most fun moments of was it D23? It was D23. Okay. Yeah. Him coming out on stage to Kathleen Kennedy, and he says, "Kathleen, please ask me if I'm going to play Obi Wan Kenobi again." And he says he is. I have goosebumps right now, even talking about it. This That's is something incredible. that I remember probably like two or three years ago now for the Geekiverse. I wrote like. Maybe there's a Kenobi sequel. They keep saying yes. They keep saying no. What is it going to be? And we find out that this is and they, Ewan McGregor knew about it for the last four years. Well, didn't they originally pitch this as a movie like Solo? Wasn't that supposed to be like That's one what of it the, was always the like, Star Wars story? Yeah, I mean this an anthology. Of we sorts. we did a, so we used to do a news show every week called The Week in Geek, and there was a leak that this was happening. There was a Kenobi standalone it's movie. confirmed. Yes, and like high up sources, well-known pop culture sources were saying, this is happening. Solo came out, box office, a little bit of a bomb, and, and this is where we were at. Uh, yeah. It just went dark. So here we are. We're finally getting what everyone has kind of been long clamoring for. Uh, I We don't know really, again, much about it, but there's so much I want to see from a day-to-day in Kenobi, and I hope a good chunk of it takes place on Tatooine. Even I feel like most life, of it will. Just you think so? It'll be that, that period? It'll be, I do. Do we know I, that it's going to be I, I feel like I just prequels? read something yesterday that that like it is taking place after. I'm oh. 99% sure. I could have, that would make I sense. Could have Why would they go back that to that in yeah. my mind, no. but I think no. that's what it is. 99% sure it's taking place between, between three, three and four. And, four. Yeah. Um, and I, I would love to see him kind of almost his day-to-day stuff and what he's got to Maybe some Deal almost skirmishes, some some on the run. It's more of like the Ben Kenobi story versus yeah. the yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi story. His time in, uh, even like I'd love to see him go to the cantina for the first oh, yeah. time. Oh yeah, stuff like that, happen. right? We're yeah. gonna get like, a lot of cantina stuff. I bet. So I, picture, I hope so. <laughs> picture our our production value for Mandalorian. And yeah. Imagine what we get on our Kenobi series, baby. Um, much sooner than either Rogue One's prequel series or Kenobi, we're getting the Clone Wars. We're finally getting the, the true the final ending. season. Which is funny because Disney actually pulled the plug on this. Originally. And now they're like, hey, you asked for it, so we're bringing it back. Uh, hard to complain about it, I though. need to watch the Clone Wars. I haven't. So <gasps> yeah. They're so good. I, I had not until about two years ago, <gasps> uh, believe it or not. yeah, I, I watched like episodes here and there, but I finally like made myself commit to it and go through it and it's it's a wonderful bit of Star Wars lore no How doubt about it. How many seasons are there? Uh, there's I think there's five, five and then the sixth one was like the half the a lost season. Episodes. Yeah it's okay. not really. Right, yeah. cool. I don't know five if they like for sure. actually like count it as, as Star Wars canon. I, I think they do. So like this. I think up- once Disney got everything they were considered they are considered canon. Okay. Because like it comes with the box set for example. So I would yeah. imagine it includes. Yeah. For sure. If you go to Star Wars weekends when they happened at Disney, you would see Ahsoka and oh, yes, other characters yes. walking so around. The Clone Wars is definitely absolutely canon. I'm I'm more questioning this that the like lost, sixth season. It was like twenty oh, yeah. episodes. Got it. So like, what's funny is we don't know if this upcoming season is season seven or season six. I mean, I've it's seen six it and a half. Is is six? But um, it's going to kind of wrap up as intended with Dave Filoni back at the helm, who's kind of been the the, the father of anything Star Wars animated over the, the last decade here between Clone Wars Rebels and now Resistance. Yeah, so that's huge for me. I've never seen it. Got a great opportunity here with Disney Plus to dive in and finally watch it. Yeah. And you like, can binge watch it. I'm going you to. You can binge watch this. Uh, I, 
People uh, sometimes complain about the animation style of Clone Wars, and I, it's I weird. That. You have to get used to it. Like I, I preferred Rebels. If we're See, I doing preferred that. Clone Wars over Rebels. Rebels took me a while to get into because the animation was so interesting. Weird. They're they're all very unique, no doubt about it. Even yeah. Resistance to a to a point, which I have not watched. Me but I haven't either. Is that going to be on? It's not accessible. It like it's not be. on. It's any a, streaming yeah, it's service. Not even, it's not even on Hulu. You have to like buy it on Hulu, I'm pretty sure. I think, and what's also weird is when it came out in August, like season one, um, you could only get it on DVD, not Blu-ray. I didn't know they still made DVDs. I didn't either. How 2006 of them. Seriously. They're also, like we mentioned on Geek's Got Game, making Just Dance for the, the Wii. Nintendo Wii. All still. Right. Interesting times we live in. Okay. Um, so we'll get to, we'll circle back around towards the end here. Uh, jumping on to Marvel content on the way. Yeah. Lots to like, and all of this will be intertwined with the MCU, which I have no problem with. I know some people do have some qualms about this, but... That's silly. This, this is, I mean, this is the same people, the same teams. This is, this, this is the MCU. It's amazing. Awesome. Very excited okay. for it. Gotcha. Uh, first up, we know Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I think that may be a lot of people's most anticipated series for Marvel uh, coming in fall of 2020. I am very excited to get uh, kind of the bro dynamic there for what we're going to get. Same. That's got to be a buddy cop mo- or buddy cop television show. Some of my favorite cool. moments from, from Civil War are between those two. Yes. Uh, one that everybody, I think, would have thought was an absolute pipe dream, Loki. We're getting the, the Loki series. Uh, there was rumors that when this news first broke that it might have been animated, that Tom Hiddleston was just going to be voicing this character, and then they came out and said it's going to be live action. Um, so taking place right directly um, from the events that we see in Endgame when Loki transports away. Loki from the past transports away, I should say. Um, we're getting WandaVision in spring of 2021. We're getting Hawkeye in fall of 2021. Uh, also, uh, kind of to be determined on the time frame, but we're getting past that, uh, a She-Hulk series, Miss Marvel, and a Moon Knight. Uh, Moon Knight, a lot of people are excited for. I'm actually really excited for a Miss Marvel series. I don't know a ton, a ton about the character, but in terms of overall popularity in pop culture, like this is a character on the rise. It's also going to be the uh, one of the protagonists in the Avengers game. The Avengers game next yeah. year. So, lots to like from Marvel there. I think I'm most excited for WandaVision just because of how weird it's supposed to be. Yeah, they're they're like really hyping that up to be a, a very different, very weird show. Is it going to be kind of like Doctor Strange? Because that one was weird for me. This is they're going to tie in actually. Do- Doctor Strange is going to be in WandaVision. Okay, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'll have to watch um, it. But like some of the, I don't know if these were leaks or like if, uh, but people are saying that this is like Wanda, w- Wanda Maximoff's her name, right? Yep. Scarlet. I always get Scarlet Witch and uh, Black Widow always. confused Me every too. time. I can never <laughs> say them straight. Um, so like she's distraught after losing Vision, and she apparently like has this reality in her head, and it's almost like a '50s sitcom, and that's supposed to be like what the show is about. It looks a little bit. Just very weird. Dark and from I'm the s- promo image we got. I'm so excited for weird from that Marvel. That sounds awesome. We though. haven't gotten that. We haven't gotten anything like that. Anything that experimental and just out there. So if they can and pull again, it off. And Disney can have fun and just play. Exactly. Yeah. The other thing was they said uh, when they were talking about Doctor Strange's sequel into the Multiverse of Madness. Is that what? That's as close as any of us are going to get. Okay. So we'll call Doctor Strange 2 for ease. That is supposed to be a weird movie. And they said the closest thing to a horror movie that Marvel has oh, yeah. done yet. I don't know really oh. what that means, per um, se. And they also confirmed that WandaVision is a direct prequel to that movie. So the ending of WandaVision was going to be the beginning of that new Doctor Strange movie. Well, then. Yeah. And the one thing we're missing on here is the What If series. We're talking about how weird Marvel can get. 
What If it, yeah. is going to be awesome, too. Animated What If series, they can do anything they want with it. So talk about the premise of that a little bit, John. Yeah. So What If... I'm not too familiar with the comics. I know it's, it's a long run. People love it. I'm not a big comic guy specifically. Um, but I, So from what I understand, it's basically these one-off stories that are just like, what if... I believe it's based on past MCU events. Like, what yeah. if certain things had gone awry or so, gone the opposite way? Yeah, so the one of them that they talked about is what if Peggy is the one who gets the, the super soldier injection instead of uh, Steve Rogers. Yes, yes. That's one of the specific examples. There's a couple of... They, There's one they with Thanos to. as well, I want to say. There's a, basically There's, there's a bunch. every person... Or every actor or actress that was in the MCU that is also going to be in this animated series is reprising the role with their voice. Besides the main, the, besides Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and then one more, they're not they're not coming back for this show. Gotcha. Everybody else is. So there's there's lots to like there on that front. Um, as you can see too, these this everything that we see coming is kind of spread out a bit. So it, yep. another reason, another strategy to keep keep that subscription alive. So you might as well buy the three-year subscription because That's why you're going to be hanging around. You know, two or three years until these things come out. True. Brilliance. Way to go, Disney. <laughs> they, they know what they're doing. No doubt about it. Um, again, we're uh, if you're just joining us via live stream, thank you very much. Get involved in the chat. Tell us what you are most excited for when it comes to Disney+. Plus. We're going down uh, kind of the Disney Plus 101. Everything about the series, what it is, uh, what you can expect from it. Uh, if you missed anything in the live stream so far, we are going to be posting this on YouTube and uh, on iTunes and SoundCloud. So that being said, we'll move into kind of the latter portion of the, this first episode here. We're going to go between the three of us, roundtable our, our staff picks. What to watch at launch? We know in terms of new content, it's kind of the Mandalorian. Uh but in terms of old Disney content, I don't know if you guys had a chance to look at this list at all, and I don't know if I can pull it up. Probably not. But what uh, what would you recommend people start with? I, for me, Boy Meets World is going to be on there. You can get it on Done. Hulu now. I love Boy Meets World. That's one of my favorite series ever. Uh, also, a little bit underloved Disney movie, I think, Emperor's New Groove. That'll be on there. Cool. It is one of the best. That and a goofy and movie. Too underrated. Oh, my God. Oh, a goofy yeah. movie. That's like a day one watch for me. Watched a goofy movie, a goofy movie so much me back too. in the day. My that song was just like <laughs> the soundtrack. <laughs> Not so good. <laughs> to my childhood. Absolutely. Oh, no, no. There's going to be a copyright strike because no, Amanda was thinking. Oh, I'm just sorry. kidding. I didn't I'm finish the sentence. I'm totally kidding. Oh, no, we lost our 35 cents. <laughs> I'm totally oh, no. cents. You owe me. <laughs> so, there, I. We'll, we'll look at this list. We're going to post a link in the description for this. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah, I'm uh, going to give a huge shout-out to just all the old Disney Channel original movies. Yes. Uh, I can't wait to watch Brink, Smart House, Luck of the Irish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm all Luck in. Luck of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. I'm so in. I, I'm very <laughs> excited for that stuff. Like That is like legitimately going to be some day one like background stuff for me. I'm going to throw on Disney+, Plus, throw on those old movies, and just be be very happy about it. Yeah. And like For me, like I, I'm a Disney fanatic, so I own all the cartoons. I own a vast majority of the live-action ones, so it's kind of like, well, why are we getting this? And the Disney Channel original movies, huge. I don't know if things like uh, The Weekenders and Recess, like all of those like Saturday morning cartoons, Bonkers, we heard about Bonkers coming back. We were back. threatened that we Thank had to mention Bonkers. Yes, that, we have to mention Bonkers. Yeah, I would have been worried to um, walk to Gargoyles, my car. Gargoyles, all of those old, like, yeah. really, really nostalgic shows where you really can't find them anywhere. Maybe you can find, like, com complete... You know, uh, DVD collections, but other than that, you really can't find them anywhere. It's going to be those 
kind of like B-side yes. things that like, oh, I haven't thought of those for so long, but now that they're available, I'm going to watch Just these Just going to be things. scrolling through like, gonna, And be yeah. like, I recognize that title. I recognize that one. Yep. Um, so... I'm just excited to kind of like dig deeper and see what I've forgotten from my childhood in Disney. And even taking it a step further, maybe stuff that you had always heard about or maybe never got a chance to watch. There's a lot of that for me. If I if, if we put a list of all like the original classic Disney movies and I started checking Especially stuff, like the crazy live action ones. Even even stuff that like you would be insulted that I haven't seen, I could probably make you walk out of this room. <laughs> easily. You yes. easily could. So I, I have a lot of catching up to. There's a lot of old Disney stuff that like Sure, it was probably on when I was a kid, but I don't consider myself to have seen it a so, lot. John and I have kind of realized over the past few months we just we we have very similar tastes in a lot of pop culture stuff, We're like gaming specifically. Yeah. Like we like all the same stuff. It's it's crazy. Obviously, some differences in Star Wars that we'll get into <laughs> later. But I same thing. Like there there's a sh- probably an impressive list that you'd be surprised and possibly offended that I haven't seen, <laughs> but. Uh, I don't know. I've seen them all. Especially with Amanda here. I, I know. I, I was I'm like leaning this. <laughs> He's scooching away. Oh, I'm not, we gotta I'm look not out. that scary. We also got to look out for Nate like jumping us in the parking lot. Did you talk about Bonkers? We did. We did. We did. We did. So most anticipated Star Wars series. Whoever wants to go first. Of the four that we know that are coming, including Mandalorian, which one is the one, if you could have it all right now, that you want to watch? Amanda, why don't you go first? Okay. Well... I know I can't have Obi-Wan Kenobi right away. So, um, well, what if you could? I mean, if I could, I would, but I can't. So, um, <laughs> can't, so for me, Clone Wars. Um, I, again, like, Asajj and Ahsoka, like, there are some, like, awesome, awesome female characters in the Clone Wars that you, if you haven't seen it, you have no idea who the heck they are. And so I'm so excited that these characters and this storyline is finally getting the ending that it so deserves. Um, so I'm very, very much looking forward to the final season of Clone Wars and the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Did you ever uh, read the Ahsoka novel? I have not. Um, I haven't read it in so long. Oh, I will. It's really good. I, I, she's one of those characters. I'm still holding out hope for like an Ahsoka movie or an yeah. Ahsoka TV show. Um, Maybe live action now with what I mean, we're getting here. I mean, it, I'm keeping my fingers crossed um, because I do think she is such a cool character. And um, Ashley Eckstein, who um, does, does the voice of her, she's still so active oh, yeah. in the geek community. She's an Uber fan. Um, yeah. So I think she's doing a great job at keeping Ahsoka on people's radar um, and even bringing her back into the spotlight. Um, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed for more of Ahsoka, but I'll take the final season of Clone Wars for now. Ashley Eckstein, did you know that she's actually married to David Eckstein? The baseball player? Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. I didn't know that until recently. That's a, <laughs> that's a deep cut. Yeah, yeah. I, he's a, he's a World Series MVP. Her dad also yeah. invented the turkey leg that they serve at the Magic Kingdom. Oh. Wow. Fun fact. Going down the Eckstein rabbit this hole This family right is elite. Like, yeah. my gosh. Yes. No wonder performers there. Um, so with Ahsoka, too... It's funny, like, as as the time goes on, a lot of kids who are introduced to Star Wars, she's the most recognizable character. And it's funny to think of. Like, I wouldn't yeah. think of that because I grew up pretty much with the prequels, but just around the time the original trilogy was circling around to the special editions. So all those main characters, Luke, Leia, Han, those were my guys. Um, Ahsoka is not someone you think of, but a lot of kids. So we're talking under the age of 10, really. That's who they think of when they think of Star Wars. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so Amanda's got Kenobi. 
Uh, or uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, I think Slash I, Kenobi. I'm going to steal and go Kenobi as well. Uh, Ewan McGregor as, as Obi-Wan is just like my favorite. I think it's like pound for pound my favorite actor-character pairing in Star Wars. So I'm so excited for that. I can't wait to see more of it. Did you want to... So when they were casting Ewan McGregor, I'm full of useless Star Wars facts. Uh, they were describing like like a basically an upside down triangle in the middle of the face and they said if you find two people who have like that similar section where it's almost interchangeable so basically majority of that fits in the nose then they like they look like their family which is how they arrived partially at Ewan McGregor looking like Alec Guinness oh really? interesting weird right that's a cool like, casting tidbit though hey. but that was a little bit of the science behind it aside from Ewan's wonderful acting and beautiful hair. That <laughs> beautiful hair. He, he is beautiful. Silky smooth. So good. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's besides, majestic. Besides some of those uh, from episode one where you can clearly tell they were reshoots and he had to come back and was wearing a, a wig that was bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting stuff. But, uh, okay, so Kenobi for you. Um, I think it's Kenobi for me. It's got to be. I, it's just so exciting that we're getting this this character and this, this actor back. Um if just for being different, I'm really into the idea of Rogue One, uh, the the prequel series, just because I think there's some fun adventures to be had from an action standpoint with those two characters, mm-hmm. but also some of the shenanigans that I think they might get into as well. Because um, again, K2 to me is a funny character, and I think whether maybe they go out to like a a cantina style at, uh, bar after getting into a skirmish, there's I feel like there's so much that there's so much playground here for them to go with and it can kind of show some of the inner workings of the rebel alliance as well so that's i think for me i would list that as my number one here cool we'll wrap up here with one more most anticipated marvel series we don't know a ton about any of them yeah you said wandavision i think so i think that's uh like they said they're going to get weird with it and they haven't done that in the mcu yet like obviously they these are blockbuster movies they can't really afford to go weird with it um so they they've got a playground here i'm really excited to see what they can do with something that's just a little different uh, Amanda, what do you think? I mean, I'm a woman, so I love Loki. Um, so <laughs> I am very much looking forward to it. We should put that, that on a shirt. Oh, Where you should it? put that oh, on a shirt. I don't know if you can see it on the camera <laughs> or not. Oh, you can. It's right over John. Uh, let's see. Oh, there we go. Yep. Okay, there so right is. over John's head if you're watching the I, I Love Loki I shirt. I love Loki, so I am very much way. looking forward to the Loki series. However... Hearing about the WandaVision, yeah, yeah, like that just sounds so it's interesting and kind of like twisted, kind of <laughs> like Stepford Wives ish, yeah. and I kind of like horror stuff. So I mean, and like kind of like that stuff that makes you kind of uncomfortable, but in a good way. It looks like oh, a yeah. dark comedy. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm here for it. I like it. Yeah. Um, fun fact: that I love Loki shirt is our fastest shirt to sell out of its first batch. So it's we just reordered. Shirt. Get your hands on it now, folks. Um, for me, how like Tom Hiddleston was born to play Loki. I I love the thought of that series. Um, I did mention that I was pretty excited about Miss Marvel. I think I I do have to actually stick with Falcon and the Winter Soldier though. Yeah. Uh, just with the the buddy cop dynamic. Uh, if you know, kind of my taste and Jeff Pavlock's taste when it comes to comedy, we love those buddy cop movies, even if they're dumb and one off. Uh, like I just went and saw Hobbs and Shaw, and, and that was fun. I, I like a fun movie like that from time to time. You know, kick back, relax. Don't have to think about anything. Just enjoy it. I'm not saying that's what this is going to be, but I think the the dynamic between those two is going to be really nice. And in in the loo, uh, or in the wake of what happened with Endgame, 
like to see that kind of post-endgame life. So that's going to be it for me. Cool. Any kind of final thoughts here? We're actually like perfect on time. This is incredible, and I feel like we really got everything in. Doesn't happen often at the Geekiverse. <laughs> well, um, any wrapping up final thoughts on, on Disney Plus here on the premiere episode of Pluscast? Just excited to see a lot of stuff that I've missed. We've talked about Rebels and a, a couple of those, not not a couple of most of those old school Disney movies that I just I don't have any uh, any touchstone to. So I'm excited to kind of catch up on stuff that I know I should have seen. Amanda. Um, for me, I'm just excited to kind of see a new aspect of Disney. Um, you know, we were kind of talking about how, you know, Disney might try to up the games with quality TV shows and quality content. And interesting fun fact, um, you know, when Disney, Walt Disney himself would be designing something or looking at a ride or an attraction, he'd be like, well, that's great. But how can we plus it? That was always mm. his thing. You always want to plus it. So Ooh. I think it's very interesting that they're calling this Disney Plus. I think it was intentional, um, and it's almost a direct quote from Walt Disney himself. That's awesome. Um, and he was an innovator. He was always kind of always looking ahead and thinking ahead. Um, so the fact that Disney is hopping in on the streaming services and kind of adding their own original content, I think is very, very smart, and they are plussing it. I love it. So you learn something new every day, folks. That's, so, a, that's a good way to put a bow on this episode, too. That's great. It really is. Plussing as it. much random stuff about Star Wars, I know Amanda knows about Disney, if not more. So there you go. This is going to be the makings of a beautiful show, I think. I think so, too. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't We're wait to start fun. diving in. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. So November 12th, get your hands on Disney+. Plus. We'll wrap things up. Uh, where can we find everyone on social media so we can talk about Star Wars specifically? And um, maybe what can you plug that's going on in your own life uh, or for the Geekiverse? Uh, I'm so. at Disruptoid on everything. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. I've been doing a lot of Twitch streaming, uh, so I'm hanging out, playing a couple different games on there, so if you want to follow been playing me. playing recently? Uh, the Outer Worlds, new uh, new Xbox Game Pass game. It's not everything, but get it on Game Pass. Having fun with it. Twitch.tv slash Disruptoid. At Disruptoid everywhere else. Awesome. Now, Amanda, you've got a lot going on. Not uh, necessarily Geekiverse related, but no. uh, just in general. So, books, side projects, primary projects, Give us a little of everything. Um, well, I am on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook independently of the Geekiverse at Spook Eats. Um, so it's all about spooky haunted places, particularly bars and restaurants, because I like to eat and drink. Um, shock, shock. <laughs> um, so yeah, working on a book right now. Um, got a website going. Um, so that's where you can find me. Any... ETA to tease on the on the book just yet? It's November 30th. Oh. I am panicking inside. I'm like a <laughs> duck. I'm calm on the surface, but underneath I'm going like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, very exciting times. Yes. Uh, we've, it's crazy the amount of authors releasing books we have within the Geekiverse. It's really quite awesome to see. Very cool. Uh, it's a creative bunch. Yeah, it really is. We've got Jeff Pavlak doing a book signing soon. So we're, again, we're at uh, David Adams. Uh, we'll be here for a few more hours. Come uh, say hi to us get a book from Jeff Pavlak. We've got Aaron O'Brien here from Synthaholics, which was a very popular Star Trek podcast, but uh, he's, uh, he's done comics. Pretty awesome. So he's here. Pick one up, get a signature, get a picture with him. Um, I'm at Josiah D. Leroy on Twitter. Uh, when I'm not getting yelled at for Star Wars content, I'm usually complaining about the, the savers uh, in some way, shape, or form, but not so much this season. So far, it's been mostly positive. So uh, I'm enjoying myself there very much. Um, and of course, I'll be talking a lot about Disney, Star Wars in the coming months because we have episode 9, and 
There's a lot of video games coming out. If you enjoy video games, I also host a podcast called Geeks Got Game. We're going to be talking about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order in the next episode uh, because it's Star Wars season. Let's be real. All right. So for John, for Amanda, I'm Josiah. Thanks so much for tuning in to the premiere episode of PlusCast. We'll catch you guys next month.